Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the podcast. This is Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee and myself talking investing, finance, and retirement. This go-round, we're going to talk about the guessing game. And, Sean, most people, when trying to plan their retirement, guess about several things they probably really shouldn't be guessing at. So we're going to try to eliminate some of those. But first, well, how you doing? You doing okay? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's pretty cold right now, but I'm looking out and seeing what's going on in Major League Baseball, and it's it's that time of year where teams have started. So it's a it's a good time. Which makes me. you happy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can start to watch games that don't matter. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> well, very good. Well, listen, let's let's talk about today's topic. We'll jump in and uh, and just get to rolling a little bit here. So as I mentioned, a lot of times people just, well, they just, whether it's, I don't know, fear of the unknown or whatever keeps them from finding out, but they end up just guessing at things in retirement that really you could find these answers out pretty easily. And it's nowhere near as painful sometimes, I think, as people think it's going to be. It's kind of like going to the dentist, I think, sometimes. They think you're automatically going to be told you have to have a root canal. And often that's not the case, right? There's just like, oh, you just need a little cleaning or something like that. And so when it comes to financial planning, people will think, oh, I'm going to be told I'm never going to be able to retire or I'm this, that, or the other. And so they don't find out. And that just puts you in worse shape. So Let's just go through a couple items here, like monthly income, for example. Why on earth would you want to guess at this versus finding out? Yeah, you could easily put together a quick little thing and say, well, this is how much I'm making and this is how much I'm spending, but that's going to change through retirement. And are you finding that out correctly? People often shortchange themselves on this. They think about the big ticket items and not all the little things that makes up their monthly income and outgoing. This starts at the 401k level or the retirement you know, provider level. Okay. Because people get into their, into their retirement, you know, their login through Fidelity or Schwab or wherever it may be, and, and it tells them they've always got that little calculator. And it, it, that little calculator is only <laughs> based off of what they have inside of that retirement account, right? So I've got half a million dollars in my retirement account, and Fidelity tells me I can pull out 2600 a month or whatever. It right, may be. right. And and that's a that's a, a slippery slope because that's that's a in a lot of cases that's really scary because you think oh my gosh I've only say I've saved this much money I've worked hard to save it and I can only get this much out when you, we start to look at at real planning and and getting into a situation to where you can confidently retire and confidently uh, move from working it starts with your expenses it starts with saying all right this is what I need each and every month. To live on. And a lot of people will say, well, I make 80 grand a year. That's how much I need. Well, not really because there's taxes, probably 401k contributions and things like that. So when we look at the, at the income need, you know, what steps do we take to determine how much income we really need? And, and I tell people do it one or two or do it two ways. One way is just write down your budget. Figure it out. Okay. But it's the B word, Sean. I don't like the B I word. I know. I, I, got, I have to budget. I have to write down what my mortgage is and right. I have to write down what my um, utilities are and how much I spend on food. But I'll just, I'll, I'll leave some of that entertainment stuff out because that, that's not really in my budget. Right, right. So then we, you write down the budget, you get a good handle on what you have to spend each month to live and then confirm it with your bank statements. So go back and then and have budget number two, which is 12 months of bank statements. And the reason that I say that is the budget that we write down in a lot of cases is 30% less than the actual budget that we're spending. Mm, and okay. from a planning perspective, if I'm building a plan, 
I need real data. I can't build a plan that's got to be increased by 30% down the road because we just didn't take the time to, to do it. I know that's the hardest part, spending time, figuring out what you're spending, but it will make your plan that much stronger. And I just don't want to throw out an arbitrary number. Oh, I need 10 grand a month. Right. Where did that right. come from? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we tend to do that. And, you know, I get it. And like I said, I was, you know, kind of being facetious there with, the, I don't want to budget, but a lot of people do that. They hear that word and they go, hmm, you know, that means I'm going to be restricted. No, it just means you have to have a general understanding of what's coming in and what's going out so that you don't have to guess at it. You know, like it's like the 4% rule. You know, people will say, well, that's just a good average. So if I've got a million dollars, I can pour 4% out, which is, you know, 40 grand a year. Well, do the math. How long is that going to last, right? It, depending on what you're making, and that's not taking into account if the market has any stumbles and you know that you know million dollars drops down to you know seven hundred thousand, or even if it's in a four hundred one k, you're thinking you got a million bucks, but you're forgetting about Uncle Sam, right? There's just a number mm-hmm. of little variables in there, so you don't have a million. You got seven hundred thousand, let's say, you know, roughly ballparking it. So it, just a lot of ways you can underestimate that monthly income need. And why guess when you can find out by having a good plan put together, by running the numbers, stress testing it, and seeing what you need to do. And, of course, you can do that when you're working with an advisor. Another place, Sean, you might stumble or, or guess is you know the major purchases, if you will, or the, the emergency fund. Because Murphy and his stupid law does not stop at retirement, right? We joke all the time that when we get to retirement, things are going to be better. And hopefully they are. We're going to be able to relax and enjoy ourselves. But life is still life, Right. Something's going to happen, you know, pandemic, <laughs> roof right. flies off, whatever, you know. And so you've got to you got to think about that emergency fund or how are you going to pay for some of these larger ticket items? You know, have you planned for any large ticket items that might happen? Well, and this this actually hits home for me. I've got a sixth grade daughter and a third grade son. We've talked a lot about them. And, right. And right now we have a lot of expense. I mean, our kids are, they go to a Catholic school. They play competitive sports, baseball, soccer for my son. My daughter does cheer. And so we have a lot of outgoing expenses on a monthly basis that right. allow for my kids to have these experiences and, and hopefully provide them the best opportunity to, to put themselves in position to have a good future. Right. But then it's like, oh, well, we only have to pay for my daughter for six more years. But then you forget, oh, by the way, she's probably going to get married at some point. Maybe, maybe not. I maybe, she does. Right, right. Um, she's probably going to go to college. Right inherently she's going to ask me for some money to help her with something. Sure. You know, and then we've got a, a son right behind it. And that doesn't just include the, or, and that doesn't include like all the, all the other stuff that comes, you know, you, you live in a house long enough, you got to replace the water heaters, the roofs. If you're like me, I, I like cars. I like to have a different car. I've, stopped doing that because I don't owe anything on cars. So <laughs> right. it's nice to it's have nice payments. When you, yeah. It's nice when you don't have that payment. Right. But then you see something shiny and you're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh wow. I, I think I'd like that. Right. You know? Right. And, My, and that doesn't change in retirement either. Right. People want to, you know, you might want a new car in retirement, a new car, new golf cart. You know, maybe you want to do that country club that you've never done, well, or yeah, yeah. maybe you just want to travel at that point. It's, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want 20 grand a year to travel. And so those those major purchases are part of life, but it comes back to the budgeting side. Like, all right, here's what I need to live on. Here's my lifestyle. But then here's the other stuff that I would like to have. And if the plan fits, you know, I, I, I think we've talked about this book, Die With Zero, that I read, which is, is about spending your money to live your maximum life without running out of money, right? And it's it's doing the things that you want to do. And And far too often we find people that, have saved, saved, saved their entire life. 
and stay in that mode in retirement and just can't bring themselves to spend where, you know, we know that you're going to have to do some of these things. You can't take it with you. You can't. <laughs> right. You, the benefit of giving money to your to your beneficiaries after you're gone is minimal to you. You know, it's zero, but you've, you've created opportunity for them. And so when we start to look at big expenses, let's, let's incorporate big expenses into the plan now to see if the plan will actually work. And if the plan works while doing those things while you're alive, why not do them so you can experience all of the, the joy and all of the, the benefits that those assets will bring to you? Great points. You know, and so again, life doesn't stop just when we get to retirement. You know, if anything, uh, it opens up even more, at least hopefully, that's the idea anyway, for a while as we're enjoying ourselves and doing all the things we wanted to do when we got done working. So get a bear in mind, you know, that income need, those major purchases, that emergency fund, so on and so forth. And then you got a bear in mind, Sean. And again, we're talking about the guessing game, so not guessing. And these last two I've got, maybe someone could argue, okay, you kind of got to guess a little bit because we, we don't control this. But do right. you or can you plan for it? So inflation, our old pal inflation. You know, how do you go about, you know, planning for something that's fluid? Well, do you mm-hmm. just err on the side of caution by going a little higher than inflation? What's, what's some things to think about there? Well, it depends on what sort of inflation you're looking at, right? Healthcare inflation is different than normal cost of living. Well, inflation. we'll get to that in a second because that's on my list too, yeah. But so if you look at the last 100 years, inflation was around 3.2. Okay. If you look at the last 10 years, inflation is less than 2. So there's a couple of ways that you could look look at it. You could say, well, based on his recent history, inflation is going to be around two percent. Well, could it be? Sure. Yeah, we've got interest rate environment that's at its lowest point in in history at zero. We're starting to see rumblings that the Fed could in, increase interest rates, or they'll they'll uh, allow for a little bit of, little bit of inflation. So could we see two? Sure, maybe. But could we see three? Yeah, sure. Right. I mean, and, and the way that I look at inflation is just like anything else. You know, I hear a lot of people tell me, Sean, I'm not living to be a hundred. <laughs> well, what if you do? You might. <laughs> right. You know, what if you mess? You're healthy. Yeah. You're 74 years old. You're still. We've got a family that we work with. They're still running. You know, he runs marathons. He's 74. It's wow. Like, yeah. All right. Well, you're you're pretty healthy, man. Yeah. Like, plan on it. And the worst case scenario is if you don't make it to a hundred, well. You're just leaving more behind to the heirs or whatever. Yeah, your plan was successful. So when we look at inflation, I I tend to lean towards kind of a 3% uh, rate. So kind of err on the side of being a little higher then, sounds like. Yeah, plan for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, people get lost in sometimes in the fact that, you know, if you go back to, you know, topic one here, guessing on the income, but let's say you figure it out and it's, you know, five grand a month for easy math. Well, in 22 years, based on inflation, that's 10 grand a month now that you now have to spend for the mm-hmm. same amount of living. You know, and most people, I imagine, Sean, don't call you up and say, hey, can I go backwards in my lifestyle in retirement, right? right? So you got to plan for that. So it's going to double, you know, in about 20 years. So factoring that in, of course, COLAs, cost of living adjustments, they're not really, you know, if you have a pension, most of the time they're flat, they don't have them. And let's be honest, Social Security COLA usually gets wiped out. When it happens, it gets wiped out by Medicare adjustments right. anyway. So so well, bear that in mind. Good. And I look at vehicles. I, I mean, I just talked about cars. Right. I have a Yukon. I looked at... Uh, Do they make those still? Oh, man. They're sweet. The, the new body style. Oh, Ooh. really? But I, I was like, oh, man. The new shiny object. The right, new body right. style came out. I should probably look and see. And it's well, probably way more than the one you bought, you know, 
Oh yeah, five like years thirteen ago grand more than what I what I paid five or two years ago, three years ago, for my Yukon. Yeah, in, yeah. in just three years, thirteen three, grand more. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think I could. I think I can drive my my three year old one for another yeah, not, for a while. Not that big a deal, right? I mean, I always joke and just call it the Snicker bar effect, right? I used to love to get a Snickers bar going, you know, on my way into high school, you know, trying something years ago, <laughs> twenty so many years ago, and and it was like, you know, I don't know, I think it was less than fifty cents. It was like thirty five cents or something like that, and it was big, you know, it was a big big one. Now you, it's like a dollar thirty five, you know, and it's smaller, so. You know, go to the movie theater, man. Oh well, yeah. If they were, if when they're open, right? COVID <laughs> but, was the best thing to happen to me. I don't have to go to movies anymore. Like, I can rent them right at home. For oh, a family yeah. of four, I bet you were dropping a hundred bucks. You know, oh, between popcorn, movie tickets, all that kind of stuff. You know, sodas, whatever. And it was a movie that I'd fall asleep in because it was like you know, Disney, Pixar, or something. Right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's expensive. Uh, well, you mentioned it, and I mentioned it as well. Healthcare costs. Uh, now, maybe again, you could give somebody the leeway of saying How, you got to guess at this because it's out of our control and it's constantly changing. But I mean, most people aren't even having the conversation about dealing with healthcare costs, let alone just guessing at it. But there's still ways you can be planning for this, especially considering, to your point, that it's typically higher than inflation, regular inflation. Yeah, I mean, healthcare inflation, from what I've seen on average, is around five percent, and. Give or give or take, you know, depending on the, the type of healthcare need, and that's kind of the, the increases on long term care. But that that's one of those moving targets. Is again, I I don't know what sort of health you're going to be in, in in five years. I don't know what sort of health you're going to be in in twenty years. Uh, I know that our our you know that the environment that we're in right now, you can see premium payments of eight hundred to twelve hundred bucks a month, depending mm-hmm. on the type of policy that you get. Right, and as you get into Medicare, the obviously the things change. But, you know, healthcare is one of those other kind of moving targets where I don't know if long-term care will happen to you, but if it does, this is what you need to need to look out for. Yeah. And, you know, Genworth did a great study and their average cost of care is about uh, 80 grand a year in a long-term care facility and national averages. You know, if you live life expectancy in a facility, that's, you know, 2.7 years. So call it a quarter of a million dollars. My job isn't to tell people that, oh, you need to go out and buy long-term care. You need to go out and buy this. You need to buy this policy. It's just take the, take the time, go through what you actually have going on inside of your plan. And is your plan strong enough to account for the, those expenses? If it is, great. You've got your answer. You don't need insurances. If it's not, Right, you've got your answer. You need to figure out a solution. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that's you why know. you don't guess, right? So you've got your answer, and now you can start to figure out a solution. And that's really the whole point. And and just you know, not doing the ostrich thing, not just kind of turning a blind eye to your point. Well, I won't need long term care. Well, two out of three, seven out of ten. You know, right now the statistics are what they are. Are going to need some sort of long term care event. So you know, don't guess at these things. Don't guess at your money, especially when the answers are pretty easy. You know, to come about. Now maybe. You know, us in, in uh, as lay folks, we don't think that they're that easy because it seems complex, but that's why you turn to an advisor. That's why we do the show. That's why we do the podcast is to share some information and also say, hey, listen, if you need some help, ask. It's okay. It doesn't, not a big deal to reach out and ask somebody for some help. And it's usually a much, much easier process than people think it's going to be. So do yourself a favor. Do your retirement a favor. Reach out to Sean if you're not already working with him at 855-50-RETIRE, him and his team at 
Elevated Retirement Group are here to help you. 855-50-RETIRE or share the podcast with someone who you know might benefit it. If you haven't subscribed, you can find all of the information at, uh, at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's retirementelevatedpodcast.com. And Sean, I think is a pretty easy, simple topic to talk about this week. Don't guess if you don't have to, right? That's exact, exactly it. Yeah. Clarity and understanding provides comfortability in your life. So there you take go. Take the time. That's exactly. Take the time. It doesn't take that long either. That's the other thing. So it doesn't take a lot of effort to get this done a little bit. And I'm saying it doesn't take no effort, but it takes a little bit. But still, it's not as complex or complicated often as people think it is. So reach out to Sean, folks. We're going to wrap it up this week. Thanks so much for your time. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever platform you use. And again, you can find it all at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Sean, I'll see you next time, my friend. Stay warm, okay? Hey, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. And stay away from those shiny Yukons, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not buying anything anytime soon. There you go. We'll see you next time here on the podcast, folks. This has been Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee from Elevated Retirement Group. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.